Star Wars 7x7 episode 1508. Today is Star Wars Resistance already shaping up to be the Deep Space Nine equivalent in the Star Wars universe? Punch it, Chewie. Hello, everybody. I'm Greg Proops. You may know me as Fode from The Phantom Menace. And you're listening to Star Wars 7x7, the only daily Star Wars podcast. I love you, Alan. Hey, Rebel Rouser, I'm Alan Voivod, and this is Star Wars 7x7. So, cast your mind back to the days when Star Trek, not Star Wars, but Star Trek TV series were actually on TV and not on streaming services like CBS All Access. And when you do, you go way back to not all the way to the original series in the 60s. Let's not go that far. No, we'll go back to Star Trek The Next Generation that came out in the 90s. And as it was doing so well, they thought, hey, this is great. Let's do another one. And so they got the idea for Star Trek Deep Space Nine. And it was actually the first TV series that was not run with Gene Roddenberry's active participation and oversight because he unfortunately passed away before it got to really get going on its run. But he did give his overall blessing to the concept of the idea. And it was different from The Next Generation because it was centered around a space station. It was not centered around a starship that was going to be going all over the galaxy exploring stuff and then going to brave, uh, you know, whatever the... <laughs> Star Trek thing is uh, Brave New Worlds and Civilizations. No, that ain't it. Anyway, I'm not even going to try <laughs> to get that right because, you know, this is Star Wars. So let's just focus on that. Anyway, the point is, is that Deep Space Nine for the entirety of its seven season run pretty much stayed focused on the space station itself on DS9. And even though there were other galactic events happening and wars happening and so on and so forth, it was really about that sort of nexus of conflict that would happen on the space station itself. And so in thinking about Star Wars Resistance over the last couple of days, there seems to be a bit of a parallel that I'm just finding harder and harder to ignore, basically, which is, you know, you've got a space station, so a sort of fixed point, if you will, upon which everything is focused. And this Star Wars Resistance business, there's a giant refueling rig called the Colossus, and it's in the middle of the ocean of this random outer rim planet. So, Chances are this refueling rig is not necessarily going to come up out of the ocean and fly away anyplace, all right? So let's just, you know, hedge our bets on that one. But already it's a fixed point, and our main character, Casiono, is being installed on the repair crew for this one particular person and is being asked to spy in the general area and find out who's friendly to good guys and who's friendly to bad guys. So it seems like the action is going to be very tightly centered on this refueling rig and the people who come and visit it and who go off to do whatever and that sort of thing. And that's not to say that we won't see scenes of Poe Dameron going off and doing something crazy ridiculous or Captain Phasma going off to subjugate some other <laughs> group of people or something like that. No. 
chances are we're going to see a little bit of that too. But the fact that we're already being presented with the premise that, hey, there's this refueling rig and our main character is being installed as part of a repair team and is supposed to be finding out what's going on with all the people that are on this repair rig and who are coming and going and whatnot. Well, that sounds very much like a Deep Space Nine kind of concept, or at least just that whole idea of not traversing the galaxy, but staying in one place instead. It seems really very similar. And here's some of the other stuff that we have to keep in mind, too. Where this series is taking place in the Star Wars timeline, the Resistance First Order fight has not broken out openly. So the First Order is a known quantity. The New Republic is basically trying to stick their heads in the sand about it, but the Resistance has formed as a response to what General Leia Organa sees developing with the First Order and the fact that the New Republic isn't doing anything about it. So it's in this time period where the First Order's activities have not really been brought to light. They are keeping it as quiet as possible, but there are people who know that they, are, they need to be watched. And so no open hostilities per se, although we do get to see a little bit of hostility in that Resistance trailer. Be that as it may, this is really more of a Cold War kind of situation. So there's a lot more potential for drama and intrigue on a smaller scale per se than there will be for actual outright open warfare because we're just not in the time period where that is happening. And granted, the Galactic Concordance, which was the treaty between the New Republic and what was left of the Empire, is supposed to prohibit anyone related to the Empire getting involved in any sort of military activity, whether it's recruiting an army or whether it's building weapons or vehicles or anything like that. And so the First Order, as a remnant of the Empire, should have been bound by this Galactic Concordance. But <laughs> what are the chances that they would bother with a silly little thing like that? Very little. Very little. And really, the only other stories that we have within that six-year time period are the Poe Dameron comic book series stories. And in those stories, there is some conflict. There is actually some action between the First Order and the Resistance, but it's very limited. And ultimately, it creates stalemate situations where you know, neither faction is going to be able to point fingers and say, oh, you did this or you did that. Like, ultimately, it becomes sort of standoffish where everybody just decides, okay, we're just going to go our separate ways. And, you know, when you think about it in terms of actual real world history, there were apparently all sorts of little conflicts here and there between the United States and Russia during the Cold War and things where you could say proxy armies were fighting on behalf of those two superpowers. So, there are potential situations for outright conflict, drama, war, you know, fighting and all that stuff. And hey, you know, if there wasn't that kind of action, then it might be kind of hard to pull off a Star Wars series like that, especially one focused on children. But I really think just based on the look that we've gotten at it so far, that there's actually potential for some serious drama and interpersonal conflict and, you know, character driven stories, which would be a, rather remarkable considering that it's being targeted towards children, and B, hey, you know, not it's not just children that are going to be watching it, it's going to be you and me <laughs> too. So I think that's a really positive sign. And I'd love to hear what you think about this. 
about the idea of a Star Wars series not actually going gallivanting across the galaxy, but staying primarily focused on one location. Do you think that's a good thing, a bad thing, an interesting thing, a not interesting thing? Would love to hear what you think about it. Let me know wherever you happen to be consuming this podcast. All right, I'm going to flag one other thing for you after the break that's not related to this whole DS9 business, but, you know, still kind of interesting. Stay tuned. Hey Rebel Rouser, if you're enjoying Star Wars 7x7, the only daily Star Wars podcast, bringing you a daily dose of Star Wars joy for more than four years and 1,500 episodes now, I hope you'll consider putting a tip in the metaphorical tip jar at patreon.com slash SW7x7. That's P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com slash SW7x7. You can show your support for as little as $1 per month, and if you do a little bit more, there's a little bit more fun for you too. Again, that's P-A-T treon.com slash sw7x7 i thank you and star wars 7x7 thanks you too welcome back so as we talked about on saturday's episode over the coming days and weeks there are going to be things sussed out of that resistance trailer little background details and easter eggs that we will talk to you about as soon as we hear about them we talked about the naboo starfighter appearing on one of the flying ships in that trailer very briefly and now the folks at the force.net have flagged a mandalorian symbol in the background and it's a symbol that actually belongs to a group called the journeyman protectors or the protectors as reported at the force.net and this includes fen rao who you might remember from previous star wars cartoons they were guardians of the ruler of Mandalore, and the Guardian Protectors, when they lost control of Mandalore, relocated to a planetoid thing called Conquered Dawn, and they were sought and, you know, and hunted down, and Fenrau was the only survivor of the Protectors, and eventually joined up with uh, Bo-Katan and Sabine Wren and supported their cause and basically the Mandalorians fighting against the Empire. Initially, they were kind of going along with the Empire, but now they're not. Anyway, so the fact that this symbol is showing up also suggests, number one, hey, maybe those protectors still exist and also goes into the possibility of well, what is Mandalore looking like right now? And you know, could Mandalore even get involved in this whole series? Everything that we're talking about, about, you know, political machinations and other dramatic stuff happening because of different cultures and civilizations getting involved and crossing paths on this refueling station while adding Mandalore to the mix certainly adds the potential for additional drama and conflict because who knows what they were doing at the time of the whole Resistance First Order Cold War simmering thing. We have no idea what kind of interest they have in this whole situation. So it would be very cool to see some Mandalorian attention in there as well. And that is going to do it for the podcast today. Thank you so much for listening as always. And may the force be with you wherever in the world you may be. Thanks for listening to another episode of Star Wars 7x7. And hey, before you impersonate a deity, check out SW7x7.com for show notes, links, photos, videos, and more. And if the show's been worth your time, please support us at Patreon.com SW7x7. It's not against your programming, it's Destiny Unleashed.
This podcast is not endorsed or sponsored yet by Lucasfilm Limited, Disney, or 20th Century Fox, and is intended for entertainment and information purposes only. Star Wars, the Star Wars logo, all names and pictures of Star Wars characters, vehicles, and any other Star Wars-related items are registered trademarks and or copyrights of Lucasfilm Limited or their respective trademark and copyright holders. May the force be with them. All original content is copyright 2018, Star Wars 7x7. We hope you love it.